Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered, the podcast with Ken Campbell. I am the sidekick to Ken. I am the Delmar to Ken's Pete because we were just talking about Coen Brothers movies. And if you can name that movie, you win a prize. My undying respect and admiration. This week we're going to be talking about, oh gee, I don't know, possibly the greatest hockey of all time in playoffs. Playoffs? We got to win a game. That was that coach. The, there was that NFL coach was asked about like uh, playoffs. And he goes like, playoffs? Playoffs? <laughs> we haven't even won a game or something like that. And I, and I was thinking about that with uh, Jim Montgomery's comments. What did he say? That he was disgusted. Oh, well, I thought Rick Bonus said that. You're mixing those guys up again. All the time. Oh, my God. You know God. what's funny? You know what's Stop funny? Stop it. I tweeted out. I said, is it just me or does Rick Bonus look like a Jim Montgomery and Jim Montgomery look like a Rick Bonus? <laughs> like, if you were to tell me that those guys had opposite names. Why do you keep look mixing at Rick them Bonus up? And look at Rick Bonus and call year. him Jim. You did that I know I did this year. Yeah. I know okay. I did. And I know that I always do. And you know what? I think Rick Bonus uh, lost a lot of credibility with those comments. Really? I really do. Tell I- me. Because I think the Edmund, the Winnipeg Jets played their asses off in that series. I agree with you. I think they played their asses off. Yeah. They were hurt. They had they injuries. Had, they, yeah. had, they had every reason to pack it in. Yeah. Um, and they just kept coming back and they kept showing up and they kept playing hard and they kept, they stayed in it. I I, agree. I, 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 those are the kinds of comments where the coach loses the room. Yeah. They, he loses the room when he says stuff like that. And I, I think they were completely, you know, I mean, there were times this season when he had the right to have that attitude and to say that about his team. Correct. In the playoffs, not not that time. Yeah. Not that time. Yeah. This That series, I don't know how much you watched of it. I think you watched a I fair watched bit a of lot, it. I watched a lot, yeah. It was a, it was a really good series. Like, it was big, big, big boy hockey. And yeah. the Jets hung in there, and yeah. they and they they endured the injuries and the body blows, and they kept coming back, and they kept showing heart. Like I thought, they showed in the playoffs a lot of things they didn't show in the regular season, but yeah. they played really hard, in my opinion. And I think those comments are really going to come back to bite Rick Bonus or Jim Montgomery or whoever said them. But I'm pretty sure it's Rick Bonus who said them. Yeah. So we're not really going to be necessarily covering and dissecting everything yeah. from the first round, but yeah. we're just going to say a few things that are on our minds about the first mm-hmm. round. And I'd say that that's a, so we're off to a start. We're off to a, a, a an, aus, an auspicious start. 
Not an inauspicious start. Not an inauspicious start. Right. Yeah. Can we right. throw more negatives into that <laughs> sentence, Ken? Just make it a sanctuplet negative. <laughs> okay. Equals a still negative. Negative. Sanctuplet negative. <laughs> negative would equal a negative. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the easiest way to get around that negative, but yeah. uh, you know, it yeah. is nevertheless a great way to, to make a negative. So, um, yeah, I I would tend to agree with you. I think that like the East. The Eastern uh, series, they uh, got better as as the series has progressed, mm-hmm. and of course, you know uh, the blowout of or not blowout, but the the upset of um, the Boston Bruins, just incredible. But for the, the but the two series that started off well, that just were immediately just amazing playoff hockey, was Winnipeg Jets, Vegas Golden Knights, yeah, and Edmonton Oilers. Uh, LA Kings. Those are the two series that, from the second that they puck dropped, they, they caught pretty, my attention. They're pretty high octane, yeah. Like two hundred hits yeah. in like the Edmonton uh, yeah. uh, LA game, right? Like the first yeah, game, yeah, like, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, and anyways, it was those those two series were were really fun. Uh, let's stay on the West just for a few minutes. Do you have any other thoughts? Um, Dallas moves on on Minnesota. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, Dallas moves on on Minnesota. Are we going to, we're going to talk about Dallas later, obviously with the, of course, yeah. with their preview, but yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, Dallas is a team that, uh, you know, I mean, they, they, they have got it going. And yeah. now that Joe Pavelski looks like he's going to be back for round two and yeah. they, I mean, they went hints Robertson Sagan on the top line now they'll be able to go back to that top line of Hints, Pavelski, Pavelski, and and uh, and Robertson. Yeah. Um. I, I. You know. I mean, Rupe Hints was all world in the first round. He was all world. He was great. Might so, have been the might have been the best player in the first round. Yeah. So that's what that was something that I wanted to touch on because we've been we've talked about Dallas actually a fair bit on and off on this podcast over the last few years that we've had a podcast together. Yeah. And. Um, we've talked a lot about Dallas's prospects and their prospect pool and how it just constantly is bringing in these incredible, you know, Wyatt Johnson yeah. is, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. and, uh, and Rupe Hints was Dallas's one golden ticket. Their one great hope when they were bereft of prospects. Right. 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 I remember it was about three or four, no, it was about four or five years ago when Rupe Hints was first really breaking in. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, Oh, this kid might be good, but it was really, and truly, it was just like the Leafs with Matthew Nye's, it was just like the one chance that they actually had at having a decent prospect and getting younger. It, it was kind of like an, it was kind of like Daniel Daniel Alfredson when when the when the the Senators were just like bereft. down, but well at the bottom of the league and they were still yeah. early in their expansion years. Yeah, and 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 I you would talk to their scouts and they'd be like, okay, but yeah, yes, I know all this is happening now, but we got this kid coming along. Yeah. His name's Daniel Alfredson. He's playing in Sweden. He's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. And we picked him in like the fifth round, but he's going to be really good. And yeah. and and then you keep going. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then he comes along and he's and he is what they said he was going to be. Yeah. And so th- this series to me was Rupe Hintz saying yes. I know Wyatt Johnson was interesting. Yes, you, um, uh, Robertson has been a revelation. But uh, hey, don't forget that I was the shiny new toy at one point, yeah. and he yeah. just took it. He was incredible in that series and in every facet of the game. Dangerous mm-hmm. penalty kill, dangerous yep. Yep. power play, dangerous five on five, dangerous in in his own zone. He was dangerous, creating turnovers and creating 
odd man rushes like by himself. You know, like it, it forget the points. He was just dangerous everywhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was really, really and, remarkable. And they were getting obviously they were getting great goaltending. Which yeah. they've which they've been getting from this guy who is rapidly becoming one of the best goalies in the NF- in the NHL. Well, and I told you, remember I said yeah. that there's like three or four goalies that are like your slam dunk ten million dollar guys, and I said Jake Ottinger is probably the next one in my mind. Mm. Yeah, yeah. My goalie takes, by the way, if in this round of the playoffs have been immaculate, and I will not be nice about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to talk about Colorado before we get get go on to the losers of the East. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about Colorado before we go on the losers well, of the East? <laughs> I just, you know, remember, remember we talked about uh, with Jeff Jeff Merrick, and he he was talking about Sisyphus. Yeah, that's what I feel like the Colorado Avalanche were this year. They were pushing that rock up the hill all year. Yeah, like they were always battling against injuries. They were yeah. always, you know, sort of, you know, that it just seemed like such a monumental task for them to, um, you know, to repeat. Yeah. Because of because of all of the things they faced this year, and then and then it happened in the playoffs again. You know, yeah. um, you know they lose they lose. Um, well, Valerie Nachushkin. Um, I I I suspect, and I'm and I'm not basing this on any intel or anything. I suspect that there may be a contract fallout from from all of this. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you you might have you might have grounds to void his contract well i okay so the reason i guess the reason why i say really is because i was under the assumption that the team asked him to leave Mm -hmm. but still it could have been because of you know yeah behavior unbecoming of an nhl player or whatever anyways you know you, you you have all of those things and then this guy goes and does that yeah. Um, you know, it's it it was really hard for them this year. It was really hard. You know, Kale McCarr was playing hurt uh most of the time. Um, you know, it just it just didn't it was it just didn't fall into place uh for them. Like you, you to win the Stanley Cup, you have to have an amazing amount of things fall your way. Yeah. Like in like and it looks like a team like Toronto is like having a lot of things starting to fall its way. Um, yeah. And, and I just feel like none of, like, not only did they not fall the, this way, for uh, you know, their way, Colorado's way, they actually fell, like, right on top of Colorado. I saw a thing where uh, this guy was, was showing how difficult putting is in golf. Yeah. And he had these balls, and they were all released at the exact same speed from the exact same place, and one went in the hole and three missed the hole. Yeah, and how it's like it's a little bit of it's reading the green, but it's also feel, and it's also mm-hmm. luck, and it's also you know what I mean. It's just yeah. it's, there's there's a lot that goes into sinking a good putt, and so I mean that's essentially what this is, right? It's like yeah, you can create the best team, luck goes not your way. I I felt like it was going to be an uphill slog for Colorado, just not having Nazem Kadri, right? Yeah, he was he would. Well, what Nazem Kadri brought to them last year yeah. is exactly what they were missing in these playoffs. Right. I, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if Nazem Kadri, you know, if that if this year was a decline or if the situation was so toxic with Daryl Sutter that he just unplugged. 
you know, it'll be interesting to see because yeah. we'll find out next year when a new guy comes yeah. in, right? And, and you know, I mean, maybe it was a case of Nazem Kadri was just going to decline anyways. I don't know what he would have done for the Colorado Avalanche this year, but I do know that what he did for them last year was one of the huge, huge elements that was missing. Correct. And yeah. who did who did they sign? Who did they choose to sign long-term instead of Nazem Kadri? Valerie Nishushkin. Nishushkin. Yeah. 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 Well, going back to the golf uh, mulligan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, shall we to the east? We uh, we live in Toronto. Do you have anything more to say on the west? Nope. We no. live in Toronto, and usually uh, the only leaves that are out at this time of year are the ones budding on the trees. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, who's going to be the next guy to see a Leaf Stanley Cup? An archaeologist. <gasps> Um, but the, it's it is true. I mean, like they're <laughs> no, no. But their last it's funny their last it's Stanley true. Cup their Stanley their last Stanley Cup footage is in black and white. Like <laughs> it, it is, but it is. It actually is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and meanwhile, my nephew, who's like fifteen, uh, what when he got into my old truck, it had like manual roll up windows, and he went, "How do I open the window?" <laughs> Oh, my kids pointed at a rotary phone and said, what's that once? Come on, your kids they, are old. They actually did. They did. They were like, what is that? Like, it was a rotary phone. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like a push-button phone. It was a dial phone. Yeah. And they just... They you don't no understand. That was. When phones were rotary, they were home protection at the time. They weighed 400 pounds, and if somebody <laughs> broke into your house and you cracked them over the head with that, they, they, had, they, they stayed, stayed no chance. cracked. They stood no chance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, the reason why every household needs guns now is just because they don't have rotary phones anymore. <laughs> so then they're like, oh, we need AR-15s, yeah. which is the closest comparable. <laughs> I, back to Colorado, though, for a minute. I thought, I thought that, you know, I think the other thing was uh, that we haven't talked about. I mean, of course, Landis Gog not being available at yeah. all in the playoffs yeah. or the regular season. Yeah. Andre Burkowski being hurt was another yeah. one. Um, and I just feel like... See, those are the those were the guys that would have provided some secondary scoring. Right. And when I mean Miko Rantanen was was Miko Rantanen. Mm-hmm. Nathan McKinnon was Nathan McKinnon. Kale McCarr was as good as McKinnon he could was be. incredible. Yeah. In that, uh, but and, but they just yeah. they didn't get you know, I mean, in order to be a successful team, you yeah. know, your stars have to be great, but you also have to get contributions up and down the lineup. And I feel like Colorado just did not get enough of those. Mm-hmm. So uh, and, and Philip Grubauer decided. I was to, just gonna say, decided to, decided to show up. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, thanks for thanks for nothing, Colorado is what Philip Grubauer says. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, let's move on to the East. Um, the Leafs knock off the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, it was. I got to admit, watching Game Six, it didn't look like it. Just it didn't look like it was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. In the sense that Tampa looked like they felt that they were in control of things, and, which they were. <laughs> well, no, but I, of, and yeah. and they they have a long history of playing like that, right? They beat was it last year or two years ago where they beat the New York Islanders in the in the conference final at with a one nothing score, right? And right. they just they just said, yeah, well, one they're, nothing, they're far, okay, they're far the, more comfortable in games like that, right? Yeah, and in hindsight, you know that. Maybe they shouldn't have been. 
because they didn't look like they had any urgency to their step. Truthfully, well, I, th- I think it's one of those trust the process kind of things that we're going to get the break. And, yeah. and and I mean, the way they had played in that series, yeah, they had every reason to believe it because they were they had outplayed the Leafs. I think they outplayed the Leafs overall in this series. Yeah, they badly outplayed them in game one, got badly outplayed in game two, outplayed them in games three and four. Yeah, beat them in game five. And then it was probably fairly even in game six. So, yeah. So, yeah. you know, on a, on the whole, they outplayed the Leafs. The yeah. Leafs, the Leafs, you know, they, they got pretty lucky in this series. Yeah. You know, they had some really, really bad, bad stretches, particularly in second periods. Yeah. They were terrible in a lot of second periods. Yeah. And, you know. Samsonov. And, and who, you know, and Samsonov. I, I mean, that's. That's the first time the Leafs have gotten yeah. good playoff goaltending since Ed Belfour. Yeah. It is. It so, is. It just is. That's it. And and like they they have been submarine by their goaltending, you know, either in the regular season or the playoffs, pretty much ever since then. I don't want to say submarined. Well. I, I, I don't want to say submarined um because anyways, so firstly, Samsonov lets in possibly the worst goal of all the playoffs and then says, okay, that's my one bad goal. And then it's quite good for the rest of the playoffs. Like he's stuffed in game six. He stuffed, uh, uh, um, Stamkos on that, on his spot right there to the goalie's right. Stamkos on the left. Stamkos had no, had no success from that on the, on the power play. He got one goal there at the very end. He had very little success. That was Tampa's only goal in game six. Yeah. He he, he had very little success from that area, but he had five tries in that game Yeah, from that area. Yeah. Yeah. One or two hit the post and, uh, and uh, Samsono stuffed him the other times. Um, This is by the way, the first time that the Leafs make the second round since the last time they had a McCabe on their team. Right. Exactly. That was good. That's probably a little overused, but yeah. Is it? Oh yeah, that that one's that one's that one's yeah, that one's, that one's made the rounds. That one's made the rounds. Yeah, okay. it has. Yep. All right. Well, fair okay. enough. Um, I'm not on Twitter as much these days because I don't understand it. Okay. Anymore. Musk has ruined it. Let's just say it. It's, okay. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's getting a little. They're they're saying that you're gonna have to pay for articles now, eh? That's so good. If, if you're on Twitter. No, no, no. If you're on Twitter mm-hmm. and you click on an article, then you have to pay Twitter. You have to pay Twitter. Correct. Yeah. Oh, well. That's crazy. I, I don't even care. Yeah. I don't I even would. care. Okay. Well, I don't, don't care. I don't care about Twitter. I, I, I could take it or leave it. I have right. it. I have like 32,000 followers. Yeah. But I don't care if I have 32 or 32 million. Okay. Like it just doesn't, you know, and the whole blue check mark thing. I never even understood it. Yeah. I never had one. I, never, I told you to get one. I, ne- one I never point, asked yeah. for one. They never gave me one. I never cared. Yeah. And then everybody was losing their shit because they were losing their blue check marks. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a great segue to uh, check us out on Twitter at Hockey No Filter. <laughs> <laughs> at Ken underscore Campbell 27. Of course, at underscore Dylan Wah. But more importantly, because you're not going to be able to go to Twitter for this anymore. Okay. So wait a minute. So if I post... A piece on Twitter. A piece that you've written for kencampbell.substack.com. I was so, getting there. So someone has to pay Twitter for that. Somebody clicks on your but I don't. I don't see any of that money? Like, I don't see any of it? Twitter has not specified. Well... But I don't think that you'll see any of it. Okay, then then I'm with you. Get Elon stuffed. Musk, yeah, Elon yeah. Musk can go and pound sand. Yeah. So, 
Check out kencampbell.substack.com. Subscribe so that you get this episode and Ken's great writing directly into your inbox and therefore don't have to worry about Twitter links. Right. There you go. Segway. You see, mm-hmm. I had a plan the whole time. Good idea. Yeah. Good work. Yeah. Until I got punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? We got to talk about the New York Rangers and then we got to and then we got to get going. Um and actually and 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 reach the main course. Okay. Right? We're filling up on salad. Well, that that Jacob Truba hit on Timo Meyer, which has been a polarizing hit. Yeah. Um and a lot of people have a lot of opinions about it. It's interesting. It happened when the when the New York Rangers were down two nothing in the third period. Oh, it was garbage seven. time. Yeah. No, no, but 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 here's my point. It happened when the New York Rangers were down two nothing in 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 uh, in game seven mm-hmm. in the third period. Everything that I thought, I thought. I thought that hit was going to happen in this series. Yeah. I thought it was going to happen five minutes into game one. Right. That's what I thought Jacob Trouba was going to do in this series. Yeah. And I, I said it for the longest time. I said, you know, the he's devil, the devil's, the, yeah, Jacob Trouba is going to come out and he's going to wipe out Jack Hughes. And then the, uh, the, uh, the devils are going to turtle and uh, they're going to lose. Because, you know, I had this idea that when you're a good young team that improves as quickly as the Devils do, you got to get kicked in the sack in the in first In the round. fairness, though, you picked the Devils in I, the end. I did, eh? I, can't, yeah, I couldn't you did. remember who I picked. I do remember yeah. because I, I had a lot of... Uh, I'm very happy that I did. <laughs> yeah, you're smart. I went, against, I went against my own instincts. You're smarter than you think. I went against my own instincts because I thought yeah. the Rangers would win that series. I, I stuck with the Rangers. Yeah. Um... Hello, Andre Panarin. Hello. Hello, are you out there? Hello. Artemi Panarin. Did I see Andre Panarin? You did. It's like, who the hell? Artemi Panarin. Panarin. Artemi Panarin, are you out there? Artemi's brother that can't play. He was so not, he was so invisible in this series that it made me forget his first name. You know what I figured out? I I didn't figure it out, but remember what I, I said going into the series as like as like New York likes rush game get it moving yeah. other than Artemi Panarin you know they're no, they don't have a lot of east west guys and so they like to just simple drive the net right and i realized that and i think everybody's going to have a lot of postmortem to say about this and and this might not even be the most um uh, original thought i don't know but adding Kane adding Tarasenko and I think completely changed how they wanted to play and because they were trying to cycle constantly mm. and New Jersey was having their way well, with them. And, and, the, and the, 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 um, the kid line was yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um, Adam Fox was not good. No, on the he back wasn't. end, he was not good. Like game seven wasn't close. You know who was like all if it he ended up two up nothing. If it was ended, if it had ended up two nothing, it was four nothing, one empty net goal, right? Yeah, which would drive the betters crazy. Um, uh, I I mean, if that game had ended two nothing, I would have come away from that game saying 
that was the most lopsided 2 nothing game I've seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't close. It yeah. wasn't close. The Devils had no, or sorry, the Rangers had zero answer five-on-five five for the Devils. I agree. And the, and their speed and their tenaciousness and all that other stuff. Yeah. And I, I got to give the Devils a ton of credit. I mean, we're going to talk about them in the, but, I mean, you know, I, I thought that they were going to have to, they were going to have to lose. And they flipped, they flipped the script in so many ways. Like, they yeah. were the fifth highest scoring team. In the regular yeah. season. Yeah. They couldn't score in the playoffs, and they still won. Yeah. They were, like, one of the lowest. They might have been the lowest scoring team in the playoffs, in the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And they still managed to find a way to win. Yeah. Like, they 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 really have made, I think they've really made a lot of people believers. I really do. Yeah. I mean, goaltending. Yeah. The, 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 thing, the yeah. thing is, though, as well, uh, to that to that point, the guy who showed up and was all that you wanted him to be was Igor Shosturkin. Yep. He was everything that you wanted Igor yep. Shosturkin to be. Yep. And the Rangers still found a way to lose. Right. They just, they just looked slow. They you are. Know who they, yeah, they are slow. No, but they're not that slow. But I mean, you, well, who in the team would you say is like a, like defined as a speedster? I mean, Chris Kreider's a, a Chris really Kreider's good skater, but he's not, yeah. I don't know if he's a speedster anymore. Yeah. I mean, Panarin's not particularly fast. I mean, okay, but who the, the that team would you like describe guys slow. like that? Not slow, but they're not. But they they couldn't match the pace that the Devils were throwing at them. They honestly reminded me of like the 2015 LA Kings or whatever the year was, right before Daryl Sutter was fired. Yeah, where it was like they're going to the playoffs and they just think that they're going to just do the same old thing that they got that got them a cup four years ago, and. They just get skated around and danced around, and they looked, and and the truth is, is that with though with with that team, with that uh, LA team, they won cups like that. They had every reason to believe in well, their yeah, style but that was of a, play. That was a big, heavy cycling team, right? But that's and what that's I'm saying. Exa- and that's where the NHL was at that time. But that's what now I'm saying. Now the NHL is completely different. It's a completely speed puck pers- puck pursuit game, right? No, I understand that. Yeah. But that's what I'm trying to say is that. They had every reason to believe in their style of play and all the rest of it, and the, as the NHL was starting to change around them, but slowly but surely. Yeah. Whereas with the New York Rangers, you're you're not slow. Your skater, you don't have anybody on your team that could be defined as slow. You don't have like a Pat Maroon on your team or somebody that can be defined as slow. You have no excuse when it comes to a situation like that to not change your style of play. Yeah. They should have been adjusting and changing their style of play. That's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, there there were they didn't make any adjustments in None. the series. They made zero adjustments in the series. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's what I come I down mean, and, to. And I mean, you know, the devils were forced to make an adjustment. Their yeah. their their adjustment was made out of desperation. Right. And it ended up being a you know, a yeah. great adjustment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But like you gotta be you can't play that poorly five on five and expect to win a series. No. Like they had just, they just, they were just like, especially in game seven, like it wasn't close five on five. It was not close. No. Yeah. So, so, uh, do you know who had the best goal saved above expected? In the first round, I don't even know what goals saved above expected means. We go over it every week. I know, okay. but I, I don't I don't know what it means. Uh, I will say, let, okay, let me think Who about beats this. a league average goal. Just, just shut up. Let me let me think about this. 
Uh, who had the best goals saved above expected? I am going to say Laurent Boissois. No. No. Igor Shesterkin had the best goals okay. saved above expected and the okay. second best save percentage in the whole first round. Right. And that wasn't enough to get it done with a team that had Artemi Panarin, Chris Kreider, Mika Zibanejad, and, and uh, Patrick Kane. And Vladimir Tarasenko. And Vladimir Tarasenko. Yeah. And the kid line. And, and the kid line. And, yeah. 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 Um, last thing that I want to say before we, before we jump off to, uh, to actually talk about the, the meat of our, of our day is, uh, I think watching, watching the lightning, uh, fail in the first round, flame out in the first round, flame out. I don't think they flamed out. Watching the lightning get, get, get beaten in the first round. Right. And, uh, watching the difficulty that they had with puck management, it really, really underscored two losses that they had in the offseason, which was... Uh, Ryan McDonough. Ryan McDonough. Yeah, that and was huge. Andre Palat. Well, and and Victor Hedman was hurt, and Eric Chernak got knocked out in game one. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and. And Braden not, Point no. didn't look like Braden Point at no. all. And he was, potential, he was he was probably yeah. hurt. He was yeah. he was yeah. looked like he was nursing something after one of the yeah. early games. He took a hit. Yeah. Look, I'm not I'm not saying, but what I'm saying is that uh, Ryan McDonough took a lot of heavy lifting. He did. He did defensive zone. Oh, damn right. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Last year in the playoffs. Yeah. And, and now you're years. and now you're putting Darren Radish out there. No offense against Darren Radish because I thought he actually played pretty well. But he did. You I'd know, say. I mean, they were down to four defensemen in the first game. Yeah. And one of them was Nick Perbix. One of them was Ian Cole, and one of them was Darren Radish, and the other one was Sergachev. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah. Um, and and then going back to your point and, about Braden points, and you want to go back to goaltending. Andre Vasilevsky wasn't good enough. I felt that he was all right. I felt he was all right, but that's not good enough. No, I, but it should be good enough. He got outplayed. He was the second. He did get outplayed. He was the second best yeah. goalie in the series. He did get outplayed. He was the second best goalie in the series. Yeah, he did get outplayed. But I, did I, any other goalies play? No, he was the second best. He wouldn't have been third best. He was yeah. the second best. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did feel that he was the second best goalie in the series, but I don't think that that was because he was playing badly. I think that's because Samsonov, Samsonov was playing brilliantly. Yeah. Uh, uh, but finally, to your point about Braden Point, Andre Palat took a lot of. Braden Point was being asked to take a lot more defensive responsibility. In yep. this series. Yeah. And Andre Palat used to take that. And Andre Palat mm-hmm. showed just how good he is. Ridiculous move last night. That Ridiculous was, move that was last in, that night. That was insane. In the Devils game. Yeah. And that brings us to DraftKings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey, everybody, light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's at code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, last thing before we get off the losers, the Boston Bruins. Mm-hmm. Firstly, Bergeron's probably done, right? I don't know. I, I would. I'm not going to go that far as to say that he is. Yeah. Um. I. I would. I. I. I thought he was done last year. 
Fair you enough. Know? Yeah. And now you look, he, you know, you got to think he looks at this and goes, I had this great career. Mm-hmm. All those Selkie trophies, all, you know, Hall of Fame, won a Stanley Cup, was one of the greatest players of my era, was one of the greatest leaders of my era. Do I really want it to, the, my last memory to be that? I mean, I, I don't know. Um, his last memory is going to be like, statistically, almost everybody's last memory is losing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know how yeah. to nicely yeah, sugarcoat there are, there are, that. There aren't but. too many Mark Reckies that go out, you know, and uh, uh, that go out as Stanley Cup winners. Yeah. 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 Uh, but just like in every industry, to be honest. Right. Usually your last oh, memory yeah. is oh, being yeah, told, I know it. Yep. hey, you might be done here. Yeah, you yeah. So, but there's a difference between being told you're done and you can't play anymore and, and, being, then, able and be, being able to play and then seeing that done to your team. So um, I, with the Bruins, I, you know, there's always, there's always this, um, there's always this, this saying that your, this, your record is you are what your record says you are. Correct, yeah. And I think in both cases, that was wrong. In, in you think bo- they for, were for, not as good as the regular season? For both teams, for both teams I think that was wrong. I, th- I don't think the Florida Panthers were an oh. eighth-place wild-card team that just got in by the skin of its teeth. Yeah. They were a better team than that. And I don't think the Bruins were quite as good as... As I think, I think what they did kind of covered up a lot of a lot of warts, and yep. you know they they probably won a lot of games that they shouldn't have won, and uh, they they just you know I mean they they weren't they were not the Bruins they were not the Bruins in this series you know mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean from go- from the goalies out yep you know Le- Linus Allmark was injured Kevin Weeks came out and said it oh I know well he yeah. says that. But then, okay, if Lena Solmark is injured, they did have a, a why very do you have Jeremy, Jeremy Swayman, Swayman there? Yeah. Why do you have Jeremy Swayman? Yeah, I mean, if he's injured and he can't play and he's going to let in six goals in a game, then use the guy who's healthy. Yeah, I agree. I I totally agree. Uh, here's where I just have to be insufferable. What What that? did I say was the only way that Florida won this? Um, so Bobrovsky, I think you said, yeah, yeah. Well, they also got, they also, I mean, Matthew Kachuk was dominant. That yeah, but, line, we, that, but line was I, that was dominant. never a doubt yeah, in yeah. anyone's mind whether yeah. Matthew Kachuk was going to have a great series. Right. Right? That's never a doubt in anyone's mind. It was, he had a great year and there was nothing to indicate that he would walk in and wilt in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I wasn't a huge Bruins believer and, and I just, you know, and I sat there. Now, I did think that they were going to come out of this series. Uh, obviously, I, I did because did. you know, like yeah. uh, anyone who says otherwise is is lying <laughs> at this point. But uh, you know, but I was never a big Bruins believer. I thought that they would that they would bow it in round two. Oh, really? Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, uh, I didn't I didn't have them picked as a Stanley Cup. But favorites. I mean, they were a team that wore that could wear teams down. Yeah, and they got they were the ones that got worn down. Yeah, you no, know, I, like like it just it's just to me it just doesn't seem like they really were the team that set a points record and had the fourth best points percentage in NHL history. No, they looked very, they looked as I would even go as far as to say that that series was one of the less interesting ones. It, it, it wasn't super high event. It wasn't, it, it just looked like 
a team that wasn't quite as good and a team that was just a little bit better and yeah. they just went and like they, they just the turnovers the just the you know yeah i mean it just seemed like they it seemed almost like the moment was too big for them which is like crazy crazy from this group like this yeah. is a group that's been to the cup final a couple of times yeah this is a group you know the the core group has been to the cup final you yeah. know in the last couple of years yeah you know they and and i guess there was something to the fact that they really you know other than the fact that they they overcame the injuries to marshawn and Krejci and all that stuff during the regular season they really didn't face a lot of adversity we knew they were going to be in first place overall at christmas yeah you know um yeah. there was no there was not they weren't playing for anything down the stretch they they did other than to you know to put their mark on the record book yeah and so um you know whereas the florida panthers you know they had to play desperate for yeah. a month yeah you know so yeah Yep, totally agree. And uh yeah. It's um Bobrovsky is now two and oh on facing teams that hold the regular season record in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Swept one of them. Possibly the most interesting stat uh yeah, in a, a while. Gi- he's a giant killer. He's a giant he's killer. He's a giant killer. Yeah. yeah. But a regular yeah. man, uh not so much. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Not so much. I don't know how to explain yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah. uh yeah. All right, whatever. Let's get on. Let's get on to talk about the the real series. The ones that are going. The ones that are going. The guys that are playing. We care about the guys that are playing. So, let's start in the west. Start with uh LA. Uh, yeah, LA. they're not playing. LV? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Cuz you hate it when I say Las Vegas. LV. <laughs> let's talk about Vegas Oilers. Oilers just Skimmed by the skin of their teeth as well on that. Little I'm bit. not sure about that. They, the games themselves looked quite close and quite tight. But anyways, uh, anyways, so Vegas Oilers. Um, what are you watching? What are you thinking? What excites you about this series? What excites me about this series? Yeah. Oh, an awful lot. Jack Eichel versus Connor McDavid. Bingo. That's the number one. one versus number two in 2015. Yeah. Yes. That, that, yeah. Those. That's that's going to be interesting to watch. And now that one of them is finally reaching his potential. I mean, I mean, Vegas had better stay out of the penalty box. Oh yeah. They had better stay out of the penalty box. Yeah. They better play disciplined. Yeah, yeah. And when you play the way Vegas does, sometimes it's hard to stay out of the penalty box. Yeah. But you know what? As the playoffs go on, they're going to call fewer and fewer penalties and a lot more is going to go let be let go. Wait, does this happen often? Yeah, it kind of like clockwork. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like <laughs> like the sun coming up in the east and going down in the west, yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. Um so they'd better stay out of the penalty box. Um, you know, I mean, an hourglass. I mean, and now, and now, you know, you see the Oilers are led by the best player in the world. Yeah. Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> well done. Good. You good know what? Setup. It's that funny. Was a good it's funny. Before the series, somebody said that when Todd McClellan coached the Oilers, mm. he always used to tell Leon Dreisaitl, you know, you don't have to be the second best guy on the ice all the time on in in every game. You don't have to be the yeah. second best guy in every game. Yeah. You can be the best guy in every game in, in games. There are yeah. games when you can be the best guy. Yeah. And I bet you Todd McClellan was sitting there behind the bench going, 
Man, I wish I hadn't told him that. <laughs> God, I wish I hadn't said that. This is why coaches should always tear down players and leave a flaming mess in their wake <laughs> because they know they're going to be hired by another team eventually and then they're going to have to exactly. face that old team. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's actually, that's that's really funny. Uh, Leon, Dre- Leon Dreisaitl has had a really, really good playoffs. And I mean, we knew that he would because like last year he had a really good playoffs and on he had one, one leg. On one foot. Yeah. Yeah. So presumably... Double the feet means... Uh, <laughs> Double the feet means more feats of strength or more... Feats feet. of strength? I thought you hated Seinfeld. <laughs> but is this a Festivus celebration? Oh, I don't I don't know. I don't, is, that, is that a reference to Seinfeld? It is a reference is to it? Seinfeld, okay. yeah. It was like a, a, a non-religious uh, winter yeah, holiday. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I remember Festivus. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. one of the traditions was feats of strength. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. there, there you go. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, though, uh, McDavid will be tough to beat in those feats of strength because he basically drives the net with four guys on his back every single time. He wasn't doing it as much, though, I thought. I I, I actually, halfway through the series, I texted, I, I DM'd a guy in, in Edmonton, and I said, do you, th- do you think Connor McDavid's hurt? Yeah. Because I just, I, I, I mean, he was very, very good. Yeah. But he wasn't, like, cutting through defensemen like butter. He wasn't, you know, you didn't see that like rearing it through the neutral zone and then just driving the net and making these great plays. He seemed to defer a lot more and he he didn't seem as assertive, I thought, in the first round. Dowdy was on him like glue. Yep, yep. Dowdy was one of maybe the best performance of any of the losers of the playoffs, in yep. my opinion, mm-hmm. the way that he was on Connor McDavid, he handled that absolutely brilliantly. And so I think that McDavid deferred, knowing that LA's best defenseman was on him at all times mm-hmm. and leaving open ice for the rest of them. I think that McDavid still picked his moments, but he always picks his moments. It's just that he tends to have two moments a game, whereas the average person yeah. has one moment a year, right? <laughs> yeah, There's yeah. like one, like, like I remember like uh, after McDavid scored a crazy goal one year in Edmonton, Jake Evans scored a crazy goal like the next day. And I was like, clearly Jake Evans is McDavid. But obviously that's the only time Jake Evans is doing that right. for the next two years. Right. McDavid Connor is doing Mc- the same Connor thing McDavid will do it again tomorrow. 10 times in the next three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he was picking his moments more. I agree with you, but I, I think that that was, I think that was strategic. Yeah. I think that was just like, you know what? You guys want to cover me? You know that Leon Dreisaitl's here, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even look at the regular season. Did Ryan Nugent Hopkins have the quietest 100-point season in the NHL? Yeah, and then he followed it up with a very quiet first round. Yeah, he didn't have a great first that, round. And that's gonna that's where he, the Edmonton Oilers are going to need... They're going to need... Like, Evander Kane started to pick it up through the, ser- through the LA series. Correct, and he started yeah. to play a lot better, and he started to produce. Yep. Um, you know, McDavid wasn't doing a lot five on five. Zach Ryan, Hyman was raring to go yeah, from game yeah. one. Ryan, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, I think had four assists in the entire series. Yeah. You know, uh, he's going to have to, he's going to have to pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Vegas had the second, second worst penalty kill in, in the playoffs this year, in the first round of the playoffs. They had the second worst penalty kill in the league. And the Oilers' power play was at 56%. 56%. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean... 
So you know what? Like, Officiating may decide this series. When you bring it down to that, what? how consistently the officials call penalties in this series. Yeah. Because the Oilers, and, and the Oilers did that with, I think they drew, like, I don't know, you got stats up there. They, I think they might have drawn the fewest penalties in the first round. They didn't draw a ton of penalties. No, they didn't. But every time they did, they made the they made their their opponent pay. And also, what's the narrative on Vegas? They're a five on five juggernaut. Yeah, yeah. Their special teams are not as special as you'd hope, right? But five on five. Well, their penalty kills terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. In the uh, in in the regular or, or in the playoffs. Yeah. Regular season, it was better. It was middle of the pack. Actually, it was no. It was actually pretty good, pretty decent. Yeah, it was. It was or, no. Fine. I uh, yeah. I'm not sure what it was. Yeah, I thought but that they the were. Playoffs, I thought they were like ten or something like that. Ten yeah, or eleven. Okay. So, so yeah. anyways, um, and God forbid I look something up. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm just saying that you're right. It, it it if officiating could possibly decide a series, this is the one where I think that it, it's most likely to decide because of the fact that uh, Edmonton five on five is fine. Vegas five on five is great. Edmonton Edmonton's, special teams. Edmonton on the power play is yeah. is lethal, and yeah. Vegas killing penalties is uh, not good. I just have very little faith in Stuart Skinner. Do you have more faith in Laurent Boisois? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe less inflection in your voice next time yeah, yeah, might yeah, make yeah, us all. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. wife was watching a video, a fashion video of someone doing something, yeah. and it was it was some twenty something girl, and yeah. everything she said was, and then you fold it like this, and then I wear it, and it looks like this, and it was everything was a question, and it was driving me nuts. So Anyways, cool story, bro. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I always make fun of my wife because like she she logs into these meetings for like like you know what I mean yeah. And um, and whenever you log into a meeting, you have to say your name. It'll be like, say your name. And then as you log in the meeting, it'll be like, like now in the waiting room is, and she always <laughs> says it with it. Like, and Tanya. <laughs> she always goes like, Tanya what? Tanya what? Yeah. Uh, and people do that on their voicemail a lot too. Exactly. You have reached, you have reached the, the phone of Joe Blow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And can we just talk about the fact that, uh, Let's people keep, leaving, keep it on leaving, the rails, big guy. Let's keep it on the rails. People leaving voicemail, the, people's outgoing voicemail message being you have reached is completely false. Yeah, you haven't reached By anybody. definition, I'm not here. Okay. You've not reached me. I told you not to get off the rails here, but we're going to go off the rails because you started it. Okay. It's the same thing as when I go to Shoppers Drug Mart. I never, ever use the self-checkout, ever. I go okay. to this. I go to the checkout, and the woman says, "Are you paying cash or card?" And I'll say, "I'm paying by card." And she'll go, "Okay, well, I'll take you over at the self checkout." And I'm like, "No, I'm not. I'm doing it here." So, anyways, at the end, but I can hear people going at the self checkout, and they go at the end of when they self checkout. Yeah. The person on the self checkout says, "Let us know how we did today." Yeah. How you did exactly f and what? <laughs> I went to the I went down the aisle. I found all the stuff. I brought it to the cash. I paid for it. I put it in the bag. I I did all the stuff on this machine. You didn't do You didn't do anything. <laughs> Let us know how we did. How you did what? Drives me nuts. 
So you said that I started it. I started it by saying Laurent Boissois. I don't care. I, don't I started care. by saying I, I started by making a goalie take. I don't care, but I had to get that off my chest, and it was seemed like a perfect, perfect opportunity. Okay, so going back to the goaltending, uh, <laughs> Laurent Boss, Laurent Boissois. <laughs> Laurent Boissois was good. Was very Stuart good. Skinner, Stuart Skinner was okay. But also, and he got saved by Jack Campbell in one game. And he got saved and by Jack. And Jack Campbell is not like his playoff save percentage is actually pretty decent. Oh yeah, no, I I would have gone back to Jack Campbell. Well, that's why you're not an NHL coach. Is it because you're stupid? Yeah, well that that may be. But in the morning, I'll be. Oh no! How are Shea Theodore and Braden McNabb? Like they didn't even play in that last game. Mm, I wonder think how about they. That. Yeah, yeah. Um. But anyways, what I was going to say about goaltending was that Stuart Skinner and Laurent Bossois... Oh, no. The Golden Knights were terrible, terrible penalty-killing team in the regular season, too. They were 25th in the league. So this, yeah, is, this, I, is, I, this is awful. This is an awful mix. This is like, this is like a worst-case scenario for the Vegas Golden Knights. It's a worst-case scenario. Yeah. And, and they just better... Stay on the right. Either hope, either hope Wes McCauley is refereeing all their games or stay on the right side of the rule book, in which case then you lose an advantage as well, right? Like if you can't ever cross check in front of the net, if you can't hold guys up, if you can't impede them, then a team with Edmonton's skill and speed is going to burn you. And if you do it and they, you actually get penalized for it, then you're going to get burned on the on the uh, on the penalty kill on the penalty kill. You know how I would, uh, you know how I would I would handle never never you know drawing uh, never taking penalties. How? If I got on the ice and, and Wes McCauley was officiating, I'd just say, Wes, you're always so funny, buddy. You're you're really you're a really funny, dude. And then I'd get no calls. I would. I would not. Yeah, get I really. I really then, like your stuff. Another, I would say I really like your stuff, Wes. I like when you go five minutes for fighting and you yeah, do the little fighting but then, thing. And, then if, and he's a big show guy, but he's terrible. But then, if it's not Wes McCauley, I'd say, "Boy, that Wes McCauley is just a real showboat and prick, isn't he?" <laughs> and the other ref would go, "Yes, thank you." And everyone loves him. And you'd say, "I know, what a jerk." Yeah, and like, then you just and yeah, that's okay. how you get the refs on there's, your side there's every the time. Mind, there's the mind games yeah, right there. Yeah. Wes McCauley's the linchpin of everything that happens refing wise. Mm-hmm. Anyways, bottom line to what I was saying about goaltending, I like Vegas's goalie depth better because, you know. You've got the better starter. Uh, you've got potentially either Aiden Hill or Jonathan Quick backing up. And either of them, I think, could walk in and still be better than Stuart Skinner. Well, they tried a bunch of guys, right? They tried five guys this year. So yeah, figured they'd have to hit on one. Yeah. Logan Thompson. <laughs> I yeah. mean, he was good. Logan Thompson was, was fabulous. Yeah. And he's injured right now, but I don't think he's been ruled out. Has he? I, I'm, I'm actually really having a tough time keeping track of <laughs> Vegas's goaltending. Yes. Like, Jonathan Quick was the backup in game one and then vanished. Yeah. Vanished. Yeah. Off the face of the earth, and no one's saying what, what's going on. I didn't even realize that he'd vanished until, yeah. until yeah. you looked it up for me. Yeah, he's, he's, he, was, yeah. He, was, he was the backup in game one, and then Aiden Hill took over as the backup in game two, and that's the way it went for the rest of the series. Prediction on the series? Prediction on who wins? Uh, or do you have more to, more to say on the series, or do you want to get to prediction? Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to say Edmonton in six. Oh, we're saying in. Oh, well, I, yeah, I, you don't have to, yeah. Well, I, you know, my takes already age so poorly usually that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't need extra layers to age. You know right. what I'm okay. saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. let the brie go bad. Okay, <laughs> you don't have to stick a, a layer of gouda on top to go bad Our as well. Or Limburger. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you're saying Edmonton in six? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's uh, uh, yeah, I could, yeah, yeah. You can get on board with that? I can get on board with that. Yep. I, you know... The question is, is Edmonton going to pop now getting away from L.A.? Or do they wilt like uh, like last year's Florida Panthers when they got through the first round? You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think that there's any in between. They're either going to pop and put it all together or wilt. And let's say pop. Edmonton in five. Oh, you're going to say Edmonton eh, in What five? the hell? Okay. You said six. I'll say five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Seattle Kraken, Dallas Stars. Um, well, uh, I, you know what, like, like after Seattle beat Colorado, I kept hearing, like, these are the lies that teams, that teams and players tell themselves. They're like, oh yeah, we silenced all our doubters. Oh yeah, we proved everybody wrong. Like, shut up. Yeah. Like nobody was doubting you. Everybody thought you were a pretty good team. Yeah. You know, I don't think people thought you were going to beat Colorado, but I don't think like they were like, it was like, yeah, this easy yeah. there, Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but it's not like, oh, the Kraken are the biggest pretenders ever. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they're going to get smoked by Colorado. Yeah. Um, I did think Colorado was going to win the series. I did think they were going to win it in probably six or fewer games. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I don't, I, you know, see the thing about teams like Seattle and maybe to a less, I think to a much lesser degree, Florida, because I don't think Florida is the team they were in the regular season is that, and, and it's what makes the playoffs great, right? The first round yeah. is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. There's upsets. There's unpredictability. Yeah. There's all this other thing, you know, as, as the playoffs move on, you settle in. Yeah. And I mean, there are some exceptions, the devils in 95, the Kings in, in 2012, but for the most part, teams don't get in and then win, you know, they get in and win a round. Yeah. Sometimes they get in and win two rounds, but sooner sometimes or they later, the Stanley Cup sometimes final. they go to the Stanley cup final yeah. as in the case of the Montreal Canadiens. And but the Dallas sooner, Stars though, more sooner or later, sooner or later, reality catches up with you. Right. You know, yeah. um, are the are is Seattle a good enough team to be a in the Western Conference Final? Maybe. Um, uh, I I just I just see Dallas as being so well oiled right now. Yeah, you know, methodical. Yeah, and precision like, and they're getting fantastic goaltending. Their defense is holding up really well. I mean, what's their third pairing? Is Joel Handley and. Um, Thomas Harley, I think. Yeah. So, They've even been good. Yeah. You know? And 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 I mean with Pavelski back, yeah. With Pavelski back and healthy, boy, that that's a team that is that suddenly looks very, 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 very dangerous. Yeah. Especially with that with the goaltending they're getting. That's so who's who's the better team? Dallas. It, no, no, sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you the options first. Mm. Okay, so Pee-wee Triple A. No. Uh, who's the better team, in your opinion, uh, Seattle or Minnesota? Or is it a toss-up? Might be a toss-up. I okay. would say probably probably Minnesota. Yeah. 
I'd say probably. I would Minnesota. say probably Minnesota as well. I mean, Minnesota throughout the year was consistently better. They had, yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah. if the whole "you are what your record say says you are" and right. you know, whatever, right? Um, my my point is is that Dallas just beat Minnesota. I think probably a better team. Uh, mm-hmm. Seattle, Seattle, really, really, really won on having stellar goaltending. Stellar goaltending and committee. Yeah, and, and, and a committee, really yeah. good committee. Yeah, a really good committee with Yanni Gord maybe being the chairman of the committee. But you don't. You know? You're not going to win the goalie battle with Dallas. I'd be floored. Yeah. If 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 Grubauer, who I like, I like Grubauer a lot. Yeah. Actually, I just don't. You know, I mean, I mean, he doesn't win the goalie battle. Well, and and with Seattle, it's just you know, I mean, like I said, Seattle looks like a team that could win a round or two. But yeah. like, come on! I mean, you know, you need, you know, I as good as you know, especially with Jared McCann out, yeah. you know, your forty goal scorer. I mean, I know Oliver Bjorkstrand came through in game game seven, and I know that you know that they did get some, you know, they did get some good good sort of contributions from all over the lineup. Yeah. But to win a Stanley Cup, you need elite talent, and Seattle doesn't have elite talent. They have very good players. They have a bunch of really good to very good players, so but I'm, they have no they have no elite talent. I, I mean, yeah. I put Vince Dunn on my Norris ballot this year. Ooh, I put okay, yeah. I put Vince Dunn. He was one of my top five votes for the Norris Trophy this yeah, year. Yeah, um, I can see that. I I had him on my ballot, but is he a, an elite defenseman? No, you is know, he Miro is 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 Matty Beniers an elite forward? Well, he certainly wasn't in the first round. Yeah. And he may very well end up being an elite two-way forward in this league at some point, but he's not yet, you yeah. know? So to me, I just feel like at some point, and, and the longer the playoffs go on, the, the more it bears it out, is the better team wins. Yeah. You know what I mean? The better team wins. I agree. You know? And, and this is a case of, I think, a team in Dallas that is significantly better than, yeah. than than Seattle. So I usually hate to to just kind of do like points comparisons and stuff like that because I just think it's kind of lazy analysis because anybody can mm-hmm. open up their NHL app. Mm-hmm. But when the numbers are this stark, you kind of have to. The leader in the last five games of points for Seattle, Yanni Gord, four points. Yeah. Dallas, what do you have? One goal Rupe and five hits in the series? 11. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, it's just... It's... It's hard to talk myself into into taking Seattle, and it's hard to talk I, myself into finding a way that Seattle wins because I just I, I think it's gonna I, I I think it's gonna be a sweep. I think it could be a sweep. Wow! I'm I'm picking Dallas to sweep this series. Okay, so I'm picking because home ice means nothing. I'm picking you Dallas know what? Like when you, when you sweep. get when you get into this part of the playoffs, and we saw it in the first round too. Yeah, it's like home crowd doesn't mean deadly. Like you know, we've got Florida trying to bar snowbirds from buying tickets yeah, yeah. for, you know, the game. Like, that's just all white noise as far as I'm yeah. concerned. You know, yeah. obviously, like, home ice advantage has proven to be zippity-doo-dah yeah. in the first round. Yeah. So, um, and secondly, momentum has always been zippity-doo-dah yeah. from game to game. Yeah. It's in-game momentum is one thing. Game-to-game yeah. momentum, forget it forget it but even in-game momentum tends to be moment to moment right right yeah. but but you can you can ride in-game momentum a little yeah. more yeah but then the next game it's like so what we lost 10-1 like look at toronto so what we lost 7-3 in game one big deal 
it's one nothing in the series right now. Yeah, you know you what? Only lose the game and once. If we, and if we had lost game one, one nothing in friggin' octopital overtime, whatever it's, eight is, it still would have been one nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Octagonical? What? What's eight? Octo overtime? Yeah, we're, that's going to be the name of the episode: Octo Overtime. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, and I and I completely, I completely agree with you. Uh, y- you know, stop agreeing with me. Oh, this is the better team. I'm going to say gentleman sweep. I'm going to say five. Okay, uh, but I don't think that there's, I don't think there's going to be a game that's not going to be close. I think it's going to be a really good series to watch. I think it'll be a good series. I think it'll be fairly close. Yeah, I think Seattle will hang in. Yeah, like they did. Yeah, and and continue to do. Yeah, but I, I just think, you know. But your well-oiled see, machine it analogy. Me, it seems to me that the, 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 the that potential for sweeps in the first round are much higher than they are in the second round because there's more teams, yeah. obviously. But yeah. I just think that's as the how playoffs, numbers work, Ken. Yeah, maths. Yeah. That's how maths work. But I just think as the playoffs go on, reality sets in more and more and more. And I think now we're going to see a pretty serious dose of reality in this series. I agree with you. I agree with you. Okay. Uh, moving on, shall we, to Carolina, New Jersey? Oh, that's going to be good. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, I, geez, neither of them could score in the first round. Uh, Carolina showed their numbers weren't there, but they yeah. showed more offensive pop than I expected them to show. Yeah, well, okay, without Svechnikov and without Pacioretty and without uh, yeah. whoever it is, else it is, that, well, now Teravainen probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, to me... In the first I mean, round, Sebastian New Jersey, Ajo. New Jersey did everything in the first round that was that I didn't think they were going to do. You know, yeah. I mean, I thought they were going to come in, get punched in the face in the first game, and wilt. Yeah, you know that didn't happen. Yeah, they go down two nothing, lose the first two games on home ice, then they turn around, win four of the next five. Yeah, all three of them in Madison Square Garden. They 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 swept Madison Square through Madison Square Garden. Yeah, right. Um. I think the fact that they didn't have to get out of their own beds or uh, get out of, they got out of their own beds almost through the whole series is going to help them. Yeah. You know, I just, wow. I, I, I've got, I get a feeling about this devil's team. Like they've, they've really, like I said, they, they flipped the script. Yeah. You know, they were such, they had such good offense going in the regular season. These yeah. were not your father's New Jersey Devils. They were very good defensively, yeah. but they were also very good offensively. But this team, you know, they couldn't score in the playoffs. Who are you talking to? My daughter? Yeah. These are not your father's <laughs> New Jersey Devils. Those are my New Jersey yeah. Devils you're talking about okay. there. Yeah. They, 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 uh, they, they found a way. They found a way in the playoffs and without scoring a lot of goals. So, yeah, and I mean, but like you know, like the off. It's gonna be firstly, good. There's gonna be two big heavy defenses against each other. Firstly, saying that two Carolina had trouble defenses. finding their offense. Well, yeah. I mean, they played the New York Islanders, right? You who, know, who make who are, you know, who have made a cottage industry of making being people miser- miserable people to play lose their offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, exactly. Yeah. Uh, secondly, though, I mean, you know, like somebody who showed a lot of offensive pop in that series was Sebastian Ajo. As a matter of fact, he scored the opening goal of the series, I believe, if, if memory serves correctly. But that would be the Islanders, Sebastian, Sebastian Ajo, Ajo, on his own net. Yeah, like he had double. He had, they, he had double the opportunities. 
Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I tweeted out as soon as he scored. I was like, well, Ken called it that Sebastian Ajo was going to be a huge contributor <laughs> to the offense, but I don't think that this is exactly how he meant it. Right. Um, so I got to talk about Akira Schmidt for a second. Okay. Akira, yeah, you, you seem to have a hankering to say something about him. I have. I've had a hankering. Akira Schmidt's set crouch is the ugliest thing that ever existed. And it's something that children do when they think that they're impersonating kids, uh, when they think that they're impersonating people on the TV. So NHL goalies get really low in their set crouch, right? They bend the knees a lot. Yep. And uh, and then by virtue of that, their legs kind of turn in a little bit and or a lot, and then they look really set. Now, what kids do, because they don't have the strength to hold that position, is kids just turn their knees in and have this kind of like, if they were to not have their pads on and just be in regular street clothes, they'd look like they needed to go pee because okay. they've got their knees yeah, turned yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and that's how they try to mimic the look of an NHL goalie set crouch without having the strength to hold an NHL goalie set crouch. Mm-hmm. Akira Schmidt has that set crouch. Okay. And it's the funniest thing that an NHL goalie can do it, but he is so good at play reading and he is so positionally sound i love watching him play because there's something to me and i was just talking about to paul campbell about this about a week ago i've actually just started to really enjoy watching goalies that can't skate (laughs) that just find ways to play the game exceptionally well and connor hellebuck is one of them okay a goalie that just has such weak skating ability and just plays the game so well and akira schmidt is is the next one and and he's just he's been playing really really well. I don't see that stopping in this ser- series. Him playing really well. I don't know if it will translate to next year. Anyways, all that said about Akira Schmid, uh, I guess he'll be going up against Freddie Anderson. You would think. You would think. What a weird decision after Ranta had such a good series that when Anderson was ready to go, they're just like, well. Bye-bye, Ranta. We're going to go with our proven playoff performer (laughs) here. (laughs) But you know what? I think that's what what makes Rod Brindamore such a good coach. I think he's, you know, he's obviously a really... He's nuts. Well, he knows what he doesn't know. Okay. He knows what he doesn't know. Yeah. And I think, you know, he he probably doesn't know goaltending very well. Also, his calf definition could be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I asked him if he does how much he can bench press now, and he said, "I can't bench press at all." He says, "I don't do it. It kills his shoulders." I haven't bench pressed in years. Yeah, yeah, it shows. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, do you even lift, bro? Uh, anyways, I think Rod Brind. <laughs> oh Jesus, I'm not going to unsee that. Dylan's <laughs> flicking his tits at me, and it's very, very disconcerting. I'm peck dancing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyways, I think Brindamore... Don't picture it. You'll go blind. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I think Brindamore knows what he doesn't know. And I don't think he knows goaltending well. So he says to his goalie coach, who should we play? Yeah. And his goalie coach, who they presumably pay a lot of good money to, to tell them these things, says, uh, you know, Freddie's ready for game six. Let's play him. Mm -hmm. You know? And then Freddie comes in and wins in overtime. Yeah. You know? So I, I I think that's... I could see this series, like both guys playing, like and and them doing a complete shift again. Yeah, you know, yeah. like maybe playing one guy at home, one guy in the road, or I, yeah. I don't know. But I could see this being a tandem going forward. So my dad was not a big fisherman. 
My dad wasn't a big fisherman. But I'm given to understand that children that go fishing with their fathers, the dad, when they're quite young, the dad will like reel in this fish like right up to the boat and then kind of give the rod to the kid once the fish is tired out and, and done and pooped <laughs> yeah. and just lying yeah. there dead. Yeah. And then the kid reels the fish into the boat. And, and puts you it in wonder the why kids have a sense of entitlement, hey? Eh? You wonder why kids have a sense of entitlement. And well, then after this, we're going to go to your soccer game, son, where you're, everybody's going to get a trophy. <laughs> Here we go again. You made me do it. I love participation you trophies. You made me do it. I love participation it. trophies. If it weren't for particip- participation trophies, my kids would have no trophies. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, doesn't that just feel like what they did for Freddie Anderson? They're like, okay. Well, you know? and, and they, had the, they had the cushion of having another crack, crack at it, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. All right. We've reeled it's him in. Good. Come it's- on, Freddie. Let's see if you can close him out. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. see if you can do it. We've clubbed the deer and it's now unconscious on the ground. Here's a rifle. <laughs> you know I mean? And they've still got K- Kachetkov, too. They do have Pyotr, 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 Pyotr Kachetkov. Oh, boy. We just proved to be the two oldest, whitest Canadians. <laughs> Try to pronounce that. Why? Why? Because it just made Russian me think of name? Don Cherry immediately okay. when, yeah, we, okay. when we both tried and failed. And I just. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, Next, I they're going to bring out Pocahontas. It, it, it is. It is interesting because they. Um, I mean, Ranta played pretty well. He played Ranta exceptionally was well. Ranta was good. Yeah. 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 So I I don't know. It's it's going to be an interesting series. Uh, it's it's going to be an interesting series. Um, how do you call it? What say you? New Jersey in seven. I'm saying Jersey and, in six. And that's not an upset. No. Like, that's not an upset. No. New I mean, Jersey, what, what, yeah. what, what did they finish? What? Two points? Yeah, not two much. Two points apart? Yeah. This season? Yeah. Yeah. Carolina, Carolina had a much better beginning part of the season than injuries kind of slowed them down at the end and Jersey gained a lot of ground there. But um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not expecting a lot of goals in this series. No, I'm not. I'm not expecting a lot of goals at all in this series. I think that uh, the th- the thing that's interesting about it is that both of them prove that they can make their offenses work against incredibly good defenses. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it wasn't, you know, which is the what most. they're going to have to do again. I mean, I think, yeah. I think that whole series had one guy who finished in, the, who's in the top 30 in playoff scoring and that's Aho. And I think Aho is the only guy on either team who averaged better than a point a game Yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah. In the, in the first round. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. I say Jersey and six. I just like, I could see Carolina winning the goalie battle. Mm-hmm. Whenever, like the main source of upsets in the NHL is goaltending. Am I, am I right about that? Like nine out of 10 upsets, it seems in the playoffs. It's just a hot goalie. I'd have to think about it, but yeah, I mean, if if Akira Schmidt doesn't come in, I mean that's not an upset though. That no, no, but what I'm saying, what I, what I'm saying is, so I mean, when, when I think about group hours and upset, yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, it all you know, it all goes down to Halak 2010, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. But my, anyways, my point is, uh, I think, yeah, I, I just, I think it's got to be New Jersey. I just, it, it, unless Carolina, you know, unless Freddie Anderson plays the best he's ever played the best we've ever seen him or anti-ranta does i just i 
I see Jersey's offense as being better and the defense as being a wash and the goaltending being slightly in Jersey's advantage. Uh, I think defensively, Carolina's better. I think their blue line's better and their team defense is better. Well, since Lindy Ruff, they you were know, both they were they were almost in terms of defense, they were almost identical in the regular season. Right. Yeah. They but they were both very, very good. Other than the game when they scratched Siegenthaler, because I guess Lindy yeah. Ruff had a had the flu that day or something. I don't know what where that decision came from. But other than that, you know, like see, yeah. See, I see I wonder like with, with Carolina's goaltending if having I mean, it's a good it's a good problem, problem. to have, but yeah. sometimes you know you just like would Are you they rather have too that? Much would over you, their shoulders? Would, yeah, would you rather have that, or would you rather have a guy who's like a Kara Schmidt, who's like he's our guy, he's hot, he's you know he, even if he has a bad game, we know he's going to come back next game and he's going to shut the door, you know. And there's no, there's not going to be any goalie controversy here. There's not going to be any goalie problem. Nobody's going to be looking down the bench. You know what I mean? Like when you have that one guy and I wonder if that doesn't end up being something of a hindrance for the Carolina Hurricanes. Is, uh, is Vitek Vanacek, uh, do you not think that if Akira Schmidt has a bad game, they, they might consider putting Vanacek back in? Not if he has a bad game, not one bad game. No. If he has, if Akira Schmidt has a bad game, gets pulled in the second period, Vanacek goes in, plays lights out. Who's starting the next game? I think Akir Schmidt. I would agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same thing as what same thing as what the Oilers did. You know, Stuart I agree. Skinner yeah. had that bad game. Jack yeah. Campbell came in and saved it. And yeah. they went right back with Stuart Skinner. Okay. Let's get to the final series. Leafs Panthers. Mm. Le Piast de Résistance. I had to say it properly to uh cleanse my palate of Laurent Bassois. Okay. And saying that badly like three times in a row. Uh, but to Laurent Brassois' family, he's probably Laurent Brassois. He's not French. Is he an Ontario boy? No, he's like from uh, out west. Oh. Yeah. Oh, much like Dion Phaneuf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, Leafs Panthers. I, I, this is the one that if I were to predict a sweep, I could, I would see this as a sweep. Oh, wow. Really? Eh? Really? For Toronto, I think. For I'm Toronto. you're saying. You want to know what this reminds me of? Okay. Montreal beat Toronto after being down 3-1. Just skimped past Toronto by the skin of their teeth. Right. And went to uh, Winnipeg, which any sane person knew was a worse team than Toronto by a reasonable measure. And... The and and the narratives around that series were like, oh, they're facing Winnipeg now. They're not soft like those Leafs. And then Montreal swept them. Mm-hmm. It just went, are you kidding me? And Hellebuck played well actually in that series, but um, Montreal swept them. And this is what I what I look at it as because I'm hearing a lot of discourse about like. Like, well, you beat the you know whatever the Lightning, but here you are against the Panthers. And I'm like, you know that the Lightning's better, right? Like, do you think the Lightning's a better team than the Panthers? As yeah, as was yeah. constructed uh, over over the co- course of the season and the body of work that they've shown up to this point. Yeah, yeah. But I think the Panthers are a better team than the Panthers. <laughs> I do, I do. That's I think, good. No, that's, I think the Panthers right, are yeah. better than the Panthers. Yeah. I I don't I don't necessarily dispute the fact that a lot of people would pick Toronto to win this series. 
I, I don't think Florida is going to be an easy out. I, 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 I would be absolutely gobsmacked and shocked if it was any fewer than six games. This is going to be this is going to be a tough series for for the Leafs to win. So this I is finally where they, we're putting it on the line because we've basically been fairly in in, in lockstep for most of the other series. Yeah, yeah, this is the one where we're really putting it on the line. Yeah, I think it's an easy out. Uh, not an easy out. I think that the games are going to be good. Well, there's something to be said for that because I don't think the Leaf, I don't think the Leafs played particularly well in the first round. Interesting. Tell me why. They they had a lot of warts. Oh, they had warts. Yeah, they they didn't. They, there were a lot of games they started. They didn't start on time. They had bad second periods. There were a lot of turnovers. They were outplayed. Like in the first five games, they were outplayed in four of them. Like, like, mm. like no full stop outplayed. They were up three two, and after being outplayed in four games, and then in game six, it was probably even. It could have gone either way, and it went the Leafs' way. You know, and and good on the Leafs for. Um, you know, taking advantage of that because there have been a lot of times when it's been the other way around, they were the better team and lost. So mm-hmm. let's give them that. Let's give them that. Sometimes, you know, that's what you have to do to win in the playoffs. You have to win games that you're not supposed to win. And so to me, I think the Leafs are going to win this series and shame on them if they don't, because if you can't, and I know you don't look beyond the next shift, you don't look beyond the next game, you don't look beyond the next series, but if you look at the way these playoffs have fallen and you don't take advantage of that, yeah, shame on you. Yeah. Because there is a path to the final for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, 100%. There's definitely a very favorable path to the to the to the Stanley Cup final for this team. But this is why this is this is why uh, it it just reminds me so much of Montreal's run. It just reminds me so much because I remember Winnipeg just feeling like feeling like Winnipeg. They're getting out of Winnipeg for sure. I thought five or six. I didn't think that it was going to be a sweep because you know I'm I'm not an idiot. <laughs> but they swept Winnipeg, and I thought Vegas is okay. But if you didn't think it was going to be a sweep because you're not an idiot, and it turned out to be a sweep. That kind of makes you an idiot, doesn't it? Maybe I should have said it because I'm not delusional. Right. Okay. Okay. Look, I don't think nobody called sweep. Yeah. No. Few people called Montreal. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, anyways, but I'm just saying that you see that you you see that path, and I agree with you. I see a very very similar path. Florida being similarly constructed to Winnipeg at the time, mm-hmm. right? Tampa being similarly constructed to Toronto now, with the way that Tampa's had to gut some of their depth and all the rest of it. Right. And now for the conference final, they are Toronto. If they get through this round, which I think that they will, and you think that they will as well, will have to face one of New Jersey or Carolina, which I think will be a test. Yep. Yep. That yep. will be yep. a yep. test. This will be a test. Faced. This will be a test. You think so? Oh, eh? I think this will be a big test. I think they're. I think the games are close. The series is not. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I think there's going to be a ton of goals. Oh yeah. I think I'm the, looking I, forward to I this. think it's going to be fun to watch. Yep. It's going to be really it's going to be a really good series to watch. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. Sheldon Keefe, you know, finally kind of made that breakthrough, finally didn't get out coached, you know, and now he's up against a guy who's coached in the NHL for 30,000 years, you know. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean I th- I think it's going to be a really really good Really competitive series, 
but I, I think, you know, I think the Leafs, I think the Leafs are going to, are going to prevail here. I think it's going to be a six gamer though. So you it's know how, six gamer, you know how people least. on the internet do really funny things where they take like old clips and they, you know, put like new faces on it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that old Saturday Night Live routine with uh, Chris Farley and Patrick Swayze where they're doing the Chippendales dance? It might be the funniest thing they've ever done. If somebody doesn't put Sheldon Keefe's face on Chris Farley's body <laughs> and Rod Brindamore's <laughs> face on Patrick Swayze's body, then I don't even know what we're doing in the internet anymore because that is just perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. That was a bit of a stretch, but I'll give it to you. Um yeah, no, no. We're I think, watching that skit as soon as we're done here. Okay, yeah. I, th- I think that I think the uh, I think that series this that series has the has the potential to be the most. That's ent- my cousin's band, by the way. Series. Matt Fernet is my cousin's the drummer for Loverboy. He is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've never met him. Oh, okay. And I know his dad cousin. quite well. Yeah. Well, his dad's passed away now, but okay. knew his dad quite well. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Now you know. Was he always working for the weekend? You know, I'm given to understand he was. <laughs> I wonder if on after the weekend he got turned loose, though. Yeah. I think that you don't understand the expression working for the weekend. <laughs> You're working to make money to support your activities on the weekend. Oh, is that what they were? Is that's that what, what that, that song was that's about? That's what that means, yeah. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. You're that, working so that you can party old, on the I weekend. Was t- I was today years old when I learned that. Yeah. I thought when they said everybody's working for the weekend, it meant like everybody... Had to work on the weekend. But it makes more sense. Yeah. The way you say it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Maybe they they probably could have explained that a little better. <laughs> it says everybody's working to make money for so they can go out on the weekend. It should have been everybody's working for the weekend. Do you know the etymology? <laughs> But, I mean, I don't know any words to that song other than everybody's working for the weekend. And then it's everybody's Every, going off the deep end. Everybody's going off the deep end. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because okay. they're going off the deep end in the weekend. Oh, okay. See, wow, that's that's a revelation to me. Yeah. That is but it's an revelation. expression before that song, though. It was? Yeah, like if somebody's got nothing going on in their life, you know what I mean? They don't have family or kids or wife or whatever. Like somebody's got nothing. <laughs> wow, if I'm, somebody's got nothing going on in their life, if they're not married and they don't have kids, they have nothing I going on in their life. specifically because yeah, you could okay. your mom or your cat or your dog yeah, or, you know, yeah. whatever. Like if you have a cool jean jacket that you can pop the collar on, you got a lot going for you. Come on, that you don't have nothing going on in your life. If you're going out... I'm just gonna on say a Friday it. night. The Fonz was a loser. Okay, guys, I'm I'm tired of acting like he wasn't. There's a, there's something to be said about that because I remember when we were watching Happy Days in school, the teacher said, "Guys like the Fonz, we used to think they were they were idiots." Yeah, you know, back in the fifties, right? But somehow they made him cool on Happy Days. I don't know how we got here. I really don't know how we got here. Well. Do you have anything more to say on the Toronto, Toronto, uh, Florida series? I, I think it's going to be closer than you think it's going to be. I, th- I think it's, yeah I, yeah, I think, I think Toronto's going to have a lot, really hard time dealing with that Bennett Kachuk for Hagee group. Oh yeah. And, and you know, I could just see Verhage being the kind of guy that goes, I'm going to stick it to the Leafs. Can I say, I'm going to stick it to them. I was a Leaf once. Yeah. They gave up on me. I'm going to stick it to them. Can we bring up an, a, a relatively old piece of news right now? Because there is causation 
or correlation without causation or it's just all happening at once or who knows. But I think the fact that Sheldon Keefe lost it on a fan was... Uh, Kyle Dubas lost it on a fan. Kyle Dubas lost it on a fan was like just... It encapsulated the new Leafs. I agree. I agree. And whether that led the Leafs yeah. or that was just part of the Leafs or that was... Well, and, and, you, had, and you had Sheldon Keefe coming out and like getting little digs in saying, yeah, they're manipulating the officials. Like, oh, yeah. Sheldon Keefe never did that before, you yeah. know? And and it is indicative of a new Leafs team. Like, I agree. You know, I mean, you've got... Yeah. You know, as one of your secondary players, you've got Ryan O'Reilly and not Joe Thornton. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, that, that no, I think... O'Reilly guy, had a great series. Yeah, he was, he was outstanding. Yeah. I think a guy like Ryan O'Reilly has come in and said, look, guys, this is how you do it in the playoffs. And, yeah. And the Leafs are not, you know, they're not, um, they're, it sure looked in game one like the moment was too big for them, but it wasn't. It did, yeah. It wasn't. And the, this moment is not going to be too big for this group. Matthews had a fight, air quotes, fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he, he got punched. But the bottom line is, is that when, and I forget who it was, I think it was Giordano got, got wiped out on the boards. Matthews was the first one in. Mm-hmm. Matthews is not look the meme of Toronto getting eliminated by Montreal was Matthews chuckling while Ben Sherratt ragdolled him. Right, right. He's not having that anymore. Yeah, yeah. And he's had a great series. And by the way, Jack Eichel had what I thought was the best tip of the playoffs, and Matthews just said, "Hold my beer," and did it twice. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. So, anything else to talk about? Uh, no, I think we're so we've got. We're in agreement on uh, Edmonton. Yep. We're in agreement on Dallas. We're technically in agreement on everything. On all the series, yeah. We're yeah. In, we're, we don't... We don't. The big yeah. disagreement is that I think that the Leafs are going to potentially sweep. No, actually, you had another sweep. You said that Dallas I might sweep da- Seattle. I said Dallas. And I didn't, Dallas I didn't agree Seattle, with that. Yeah. Okay. I, I said five or six. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So we're both... <laughs> predicting a sweep somewhere. Right. Yeah. But we have the same teams. So we've got Dallas, we've got Toronto and New Jersey in the Eastern Conference Final. Yep. We've got Dallas and Edmonton in the East, in the Western Conference Final. Correct. I will be watching with great anticipation. The first round to me started off a little slow and then uh other than the two series that I mentioned before in the podcast. Right. And then got Amazing. Yeah, yeah, it got much better. And I look yeah. forward to the second round just picking up exactly where that left off. As the kids say, inject that right into my veins. I, I worry a little bit about as the playoffs go on because when you get upsets, then that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the teams are, are, you know, I mean, the playoffs would have been more exciting with Colorado in them. Possibly. They would have been more exciting with Boston in them, you know? I mean, we would have been gearing up for... Disagree with the Boston one. Yeah. Okay. Colorado's a more exciting team to watch than okay. Boston. Okay. So... All right. You know, I think yeah. that Florida's more interesting to watch than, than Boston, so... Okay. In terms of just viewing pleasure, the better team won. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Check out kencampbell.substack.com. Check us on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter at Ken underscore Campbell 27. Of course, at underscore Dylan Wall. Don't forget to check us out at... Apple Podcasts, and leave a review. We'll talk to you all very soon.